TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. Ben Alpert helping us out on the other side of the glass. Coming up in just about 10 minutes, we'll talk with Kent Swanson of Arrowhead Pride. Andrew Brandt of Sports Illustrated is going to explain to us what needs to happen for Chris Jones to get a deal done. That's coming up at 11.15. A lot of Chiefs throughout the morning. So... I was watching the Chiefs' new television show. It's called The Franchise. I would highly recommend it. It's been an entertaining watch so far. And I think they showed their hand on something in particular. The Chiefs showed their hand that as much as we've been talking about cornerback here on this show, the Chiefs understand. They gave us a little wink and a nod by putting this on the television show earlier this week. Here's Brett Veach in the draft room prior to the draft talking with Chiefs owner Clark Hunt about how much he likes some of the cornerbacks in this year's draft. Where do you feel this draft is the strongest? I think it's it, every year is different, but I think the cool thing for us is, um, you know, I think there's a lot of corners that we like, and in particular that first, second round, I think there's four or five guys that are really interesting. Right after that, they did about a five-minute stretch on how much the Chiefs liked Byron Murphy, the cornerback out of Washington, who went 33rd overall. So the first pick in the second round, Byron Murphy, the Chiefs really liked him. And then they talked about how much the Chiefs really liked Rocky Sin, a cornerback out of Temple who went 34th overall, the second pick in the second round. He said they liked four to five guys. Let me go through this real quick with you. Sean Bunting, a cornerback out of Central Michigan, goes 39th overall. Trayvon Mullen, a cornerback out of Clemson, goes 40th overall. And then you're getting into Joan Williams, who goes 45, and Greedy Williams, who goes 46. Boom, cornerbacks off the board. Cornerbacks at that point are done. And so when you ask yourself or you're asking of somebody, why didn't the Chiefs go get one of these guys? The Chiefs didn't pick until 61. The Chiefs ended up trading up to 56. The highest they could have probably got in this year's draft was probably around the mid-40s. So when Joan Williams and Greedy Williams go off the board, those were the guys that the Chiefs maybe could have gotten up to. The problem is a lot of these were trades as well within here. So these teams that ended up getting these guys, Greedy Williams goes to Cleveland. He ended up getting traded for. Those guys also, the teams that got them, ended up trading up and potentially had a better package than what the Chiefs were able to offer for those teams. So this is not me excusing the Chiefs for not getting a cornerback in the draft. Absolutely not. On the contrary, it is me saying I think the Chiefs showed us exactly what we all thought going in. The Chiefs knew that they needed a cornerback. In fact, we've played this corner th- this clip for you a number of times. Brett Veach told us that night, the night of the third round, the night of day two of the NFL draft, he said specifically, yeah, of course, we wanted a cornerback, but they went off the board so quickly. Here's what Brett Veach, I'll let you listen to this one more time, said when asked about a cornerback and the need for a cornerback after day two of the NFL draft. You know, listen, we wanted to get a corner, and um, we had all those corners um, that went. We had them as second-round type values. One of the things we talked about with the Frank Clark trade was 
um, you know, where we're picking, we had maybe 14, 15 guys valued as first-round talent, right? So when you're picking 30, there's a chance that if you don't trade up or if you or if you trade back or let's just say you, you know you hold your position there, you're, you might be taking a guy that you have a second-round value on. Um, but we had those corners valued kind of right where they went. And um, we knew when the day started that it would be really hard to get all the way to the top of two because, as I mentioned, you know, we didn't have a fourth-round pick. So uh, the fifth can only get you so high. But the board kind of went just kind of like we thought. I think the one surprise was that Saunders was still available. And we had him kind of right in that mid-two uh, to low-two level. And the fact that he fell to three, we were kind of like, wow. So that's him talking about Colin Saunders, the defensive tackle that they ended up selecting in the third round. But you hear it right there. And sometimes you have to take all of this with a grain of salt, right? Sometimes when the GM comes out the night of the draft and says, yeah, we liked a lot of those cornerbacks. We decided eh, we couldn't get up that high. A lot of the time you have to take that with a grain of salt. When the Chiefs are putting on their own in-house produced television show that we liked player X, Y, and Z, and we wanted to go get them, but it just wasn't possible for us to do so. The Chiefs know they need a corner. What I learned earlier this week from the Chiefs, from their television show, they are producing all of this. They get to edit it. They get to write the scripts for it. They get to decide what does and does not make the show. They, in their television show, when they know who they're speaking to, they're speaking to you, the Chiefs fan, decided to do a full scene about how the the general manager and the owner talked about the corners in this draft. That's a wink and a nod to you. They're not doing that for anybody else. There's no other reason to do this. The Chiefs told you, the Chiefs fan, we know we need a cornerback. We know you guys are worried about our cornerback position. We are going to go get one. This was one way that we could have done it. We've got other ideas. Now, the question becomes, what are those other ideas? We've talked about Xavier Rhodes on this show. We talked about Xavier Howard prior to him getting his new deal. Darius Slay earlier this week said he potentially could hold out from training camp. He's the cornerback that is very good for the Detroit Lions. There's going to be a limited number of corners that become available between now and the start of the NFL season. The Chiefs need to get one of them. Now, earlier this week, I heard this from Jalen Ramsey, and it made me very interested and the idea of Jalen Ramsey coming over to Kansas City. Here's Jalen Ramsey on Instagram Live because, of course, with Leonard Fournette talking about how he didn't get his contract this offseason and now there's no discount coming to the Jaguars moving forward. Next year, especially after I ball, they're going to come to me, hey, you know what, hey, we want to we wanna holler at you. Man, 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 man. That number going to be so ungodly. I'm gonna just, that so number going to be so ungodly, they're going to just look, we can't get a little discount with 20% off. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, last year, I'm going to tell them last year, y'all could have got that discount. This year, mm So I have the same reaction every time I see any of these kinds of news stories. So, like, if, you, if, you're, a, if you're a news writer, and I, I would assume most of the people in our audience are not, but if you were, let's say you were for a moment. If you write a headline that says, player X, whoever that player is, cornerback X, frustrated with contract situation. There's a 100% chance that I will click on your story and a 100% chance that I'm interested in that player coming to play for the Chiefs. It doesn't matter who it is. They could be 40 years old and potentially getting ready to retire. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. I just want another corner. I just want somebody to come play corner for my Kansas City Chiefs. I root for this team. I watch this team religiously. I want them to be good at the position so desperately. And right now, 
They have Traverius Ward as their number two, Bashad Breeland as their number three, and I just don't know if that's good enough. I, In fact, I feel like I do know. I feel like I do know that it's not good enough, and that's the problem. The plus side, though, is that we heard from Brad Veach earlier this week. We heard from the owner of the team and Clark Hunt from earlier this week, and we've heard from a number of people around the team. The Chiefs very clearly want to upgrade the position. They're going to be looking for any avenues to being able to do so. We've been told ad nauseum about how aggressive Brett Veach is. So if all of these things are true, I would anticipate that by week one, one of the current starters is not a starter for your Chiefs. That's not to suggest that he's going to be cut, but I think the Chiefs are going to have one new starting cornerback that is not named Bashad Breland, Kendall Fuller, or Traverius Ward come week one when they play against Jacksonville. I'm just going to be very interested to find out who that player is that they're replacing them with. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kiley. Ben Alpert helping us out on the other side of the glass. If you would like to get involved in the show, the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line is the best way to do so. It is 69306. You can always hit me up on Twitter. I'm at BK Sports Talk as well. Coming up here in just about 10 minutes, man, the AFC is looking awfully combustible right about now, and the NFL's got a problem on its hands. But coming up next, Ken Swanson of Arrowhead Pride is going to join us. I want to ask him about the Chiefs cornerback situation. I want to ask him about what he expects in this Chris Jones situation. And are we going overboard with the love for Steve Spagnola? We'll do that coming up. Ken Swanson joins us on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.